Did you know that the Colossi in Shadow of the Colossus don't actually have any names? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 155. My name's Gareth Brunning, I'll be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Hello. Thank you, thank you. Great job with the introduction. <laughs> you not, very good. You don't know what I put on the introduction. It's just oh, madness. What do you mean? Tell me about it. Tell me what, I was, what my interesting fact is. Whatever Google came up with first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. It's hard to find anything now after 155 attempts. Um, good. Thank you, James. And then my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello, everyone. Uh, good. Thank you. How are we all? I'm very good. Very good. Um, and on my virtual polar opposite is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? A polar opposite, I oh, like that. Well, is that good, because man. you're a southerner and I'm a northerner and all that kind of stuff? Paul, I, um, I just, take just, for, oh, sorry, Paul, go on. I was just going to say, throwing back to what James was saying about your interesting fact, hmm. um, the thing is, it may be interesting, but are we sure that it's a fact? Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, there yeah, is quite sure. a lot of doubt, isn't there? <laughs> was that from you? <laughs> <laughs> There's a doubt from people with Google. <laughs> Before we start, I had to um, have a meeting yesterday. I bought a couple of coffees for the meeting for the other person. Um, in London, I live, in case you don't know. How much are the coffees? Let's have a go. R- James, what do you think? Eight. No, for, for the whole thing. Yeah, total. How many? Two, just two, one each. Uh, at least 12 grade. Ooh. Paul? Um, so we're, we're trying to guess what people in london will pay for a coffee are we? yeah one million dollars good <laughs> richard oh seven pound fifty oh ah, that's what i like it's nine pound fifty don't know who's closest to james with it. <laughs> or together together it's a lot of money good lord yeah i'll tell you what it, it must well. be no oh god not oat milk or anything like that nonsense, is it? <laughs> With your vegan pizza nonsense. Yeah, good. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna see how what we've been up to this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Richard. You've been watching something interesting, I see. Uh, yeah, I went to the cinema this week and I I saw the uh, the movie that everyone's talking about. I suppose um, I went to see Cocaine Bear, which, uh-huh. as the title suggests, is a film about a bear on cocaine. <laughs> um, it's based on a true story as well, which was which was a bit of a surprise. But um, the true story is that uh, a guy flew was flying a plane that was going down because it was too heavy, so he threw all the cocaine out of it that he was trying to smuggle in. Uh, and then days later, they found this bear dead with about forty kilos of cocaine in its system. Um, but the the film version is. Rather than the bear dying, it just goes on a big drug-fueled rampage um, in the in one of these national parks in America, uh, and it's all right. Like I, I think I'd gone into it expecting a little bit uh, more in terms of a bear mauling people, uh, but I was a, I came away a bit disappointed with the amount of mauling that I did see. There was a bit too much character development. <laughs> going on for my liking I just wanted these characters to be brought in for five minutes uh, and then be dismembered by this drug addled bear which wasn't really the case <laughs> wow okay. so did the bear just spend all this time talking really fast and no no, <laughs> no. Oh, it's really disappointing it... Richard I'm not going to bother watching this <laughs> there, was, there was one good bit with an ambulance uh, and poor old Margot Martindale got her come up and at that point. Um, but yeah, there was just it was it was too focused on these characters that, that were all in this national park for various reasons, as opposed to mm. uh, the bear effing effing s up. 
as the kids would <laughs> I kind of fancy it. And also, I, I did... I'm not going to say that, actually. I'm not allowed to say that. Yeah, I can't say it. All I've got to say is that I've got a connection to Cocaine Bear, but not in the way you think I have. But I'll, maybe I'll talk about it in the future. Uh, I can't, is it actually I can't based on your life story, guys? Yes, it is, yes. Uh, but maybe we'll talk about it in the podcast another time, but there is a connection there somewhere. We need a, yeah. an After Dark podcast, exactly. possibly. Exactly. Um, good. James, what about you? What's your week been like? Uh... Yeah, I mean, a lot of football this week. You know, I was looking forward to the uh, Coca-Cola Cup final mm. at the weekend. My United win the Cup, the first of many, hopefully. Good. Um, and then, hey, don't laugh. Um, and then, <laughs> I didn't laugh, I sniggered. Sorry. <laughs> you just don't get it, Paul. I, I, just, don't, I, I just don't care. <laughs> I really no, don't care, no, no. James. But sorry. Anyway, and, carry on, mate. And then I treated myself before Christmas. And it just arrived to two boxes of wrestling training cards. So I've been opening them this week, looking for shinies and uh, signatures and Polaroids. Mm. So that's been exciting. Good. As you can all agree. Yeah. Did you have fun? I found the Polaroid. They're very rare. <laughs> good. 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 Good, good, good. shinies. Yeah. Like good old days back in school. Yeah. Oh, my cards. goodness. Okay, good week for James. Uh, what about Paul? Yeah. Paul, what about you? Has yeah. your week been as good as this? Well, my week has been one of highs and lows, oh. shall we say. Good. Um, the highs have been, a regular listener to the podcast will know that I've been waiting for these special brackets to turn up from America so that I can hang the new access points in the warehouse. Well, they've finally turned up, so I've made a start on that. <laughs> I like the way um, you said, regular, we don't even know that. I don't remember that. Maybe I switched off. You know, occasionally you, you want to listen off. to when people talk. <laughs> but but anyway, you know, we'll, we'll gloss over that. Okay. Um, I was looking for these brackets. They finally come. It's a happy ending. The other thing that happened to me this week that wasn't quite so good was I'd gone to Morrison's. Um, other supermarkets are available. And bought myself a bag of salad because I'm thinking... I need to be healthy, got to keep my blood sugars under control, so I'll have salad for my dinner with some little stuff. Sat down in my chair in the office, thought, I can't be bothered putting the salad on a plate, I'll just eat it out the bag. So reached in, got a handful of salad, put it in my mouth, um, bit it, and something went crunch. And I thought, that's not quite right. So I spat it out, and there was what remained of a snail that I'd found in this bag of salad. Um, and I can report that snails do not taste very nice. Oh, my God. Poor snail. So, yes, yeah, yeah. poor snail. All, all, yeah. all the extra protein. It wasn't so happy, to be fair. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't moving much. I did try a bit of CPR, but it wasn't having it. We will get to We are a gaming podcast for people who just tuned in for the first time, um, but we will get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that soon. Um, but yeah, it's good to find out what people are doing with the week. Um, I'm just going to recommend one thing I've seen. Um, it's called um, Fleischman. Fleischman, I think it's, it's the name, is in trouble. It's a series. It's like a one-off series on Disney at the moment um, by uh, FX Channel. And it stars Jesse... What's his name, James? Jesse... Jesse James, the cowboy. He's Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, I did that, yeah. Yeah, and Claire Danes is in it. I'm going to say, first of all, it's a brilliant kind of sort of eight-part series about divorce, about middle age and divorce. So for me and Paul, it's all right, we've gone past that. But for you two, it's uh, <laughs> so if you're If you're worried about middle age, if you're in a marriage that's a bit dodgy, <laughs> don't watch it. Um, if you're single, watch it and laugh. Um, but yeah, it's about divorce and it's about um, middle age. But it's really well written. It's really brilliantly performed by all of them. It's, it's great. I really enjoyed it, but quite... Makes you think. There you go. But we're going to talk about games straight away. Um, I'm going to start because I got invited. Um, well, we all, Xbox Hub, Hubs, I was just the only one in London, um, got invited to um, well, see a game called Tin Hearts. And Tin Hearts is coming out in April. But rather than me talking about it now, I did an interview um, with the creative director. And here it is. Hello, so I'm, I'm here today. We're in, the, in this brilliant place in St Pancras Station in London in the Clock Tower. And I'm playing a game called uh, Tim Hearts. And 
I'm here with, uh, what's your, can you introduce yourself, sir? My name is Costas Zarifis, a uh, bit of a weird name because I'm originally from Greece. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, we're here showing, showing, showing off in hearts. Uh, and yeah, we just had a, we're just having a lovely conversation about how much you enjoyed the demo, which I'm very pleased with. Um, yeah, I'm the creative director on Tin Hearts, um, and uh, I am originally a programmer, but yeah, these days I kind of dabble with various different aspects of the game. Uh, and uh, uh, I kind of cut my teeth uh, at Lionhead, uh, working on the Fable games, and um, back in 2016, we founded Rogue Sun, um, kind of um, with a bunch of other ex-lined people, uh, and yeah, Tin Hearts is kind of our first game. So it's been it's been going on for quite some time. Originally, it was conceived as a VR uh, title, actually, and um, so we went to Steam Early Access uh, with a VR version of the game. Um, but uh, we were lucky enough to bump into Wired Productions, who are hosting the event today. Uh, and we had a shared vision to bring the game to all formats um, and this is almost you could say it's kind of like a reboot of uh, so the, the concept is kind of the same but it is a very different sort of game to what we originally set out to make back in like say 2016 so this 2023 version of it is uh, uh, bigger stronger faster <laughs> you know, as I like to call it um, yeah, and I always say, what's your what's your pitch for the game? It's always the hardest bit, isn't it, to say? How do you put this? Yeah, game? so the the elevator pitch I, I use, so the, the shorter shortest version of the pitch, because it's kind of it's quite hard to summarize this game uh, in a short sentence. But it's basically we, we say it's uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Uh, meets lemmings, basically. <laughs> so that's how we describe it. Oh, I'm really excited about the the lemmings. For some people, might not know, Bunny. Tell so, me about it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. lemmings is a is a game, and I'm I'm of that age. Um, that came out sort of 1989, Same. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. On PC, and it, it, I remember being sort of 17, 18, 19, 19, We just played it all the time. I think yeah, on someone's it's, PC, it's it's just like, brilliant, brilliant and, the, and your idea is you're guiding this group of. Uh, Lemmings, lemmings yeah. to the exit and there's all sorts of puzzles it has that inspiration that i would just play which is yeah. a great you know for sure yeah we, we so yeah again kind of to go top history a little bit with the title um yeah back when we founded the studio we wanted to do something that uh, so we wanted to explore the vr space because as developers we oh, there's always the lure of uh, uh kind of new formats and new problems to solve um and as a you know new team that had just formed out of, uh, like I said, you know, uh, some of the Lionhead uh, uh, alumni, we wanted to explore that this format, but we wanted to do it in a sort of kind of lowish risk kind of way because obviously we knew that there would be all kinds of uh, new challenges to overcome, uh, and so we looked at you know something that hopefully had a proven sort of value in terms of the core core loop, I guess, but hadn't really been explored yet in the in the VR space. Because, you know, in VR from, from early days already, you know, the kind of obvious things were being done. Uh, but yeah, Lemmings, the, the mechanic of Lemmings, you know, guided uh, a group of not, not so clever things from, uh, from, point a, from point A to point B was not really being explored. So we were like, okay, maybe we try something like this. At the time, we wanted to put something out in, you know, six, nine months, <laughs> which, you know, is kind of uh, amusing given where we are now with the project. Um, yeah, so so it was very much like we're going to explore this medium, do something you know relatively proven, um, and go from there. Um, but yeah, uh, and you're guiding these these uh, these soldiers, these toy soldiers, aren't you? Um, through basically a level of a is it is it is it safe to say like a Victorian house? Is that right? Have I got that yeah. wrong the time periods? Because there's a story under this as well. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so as we were developing the prototypes and the vertical slice and you, you know, we started asking these questions about, you know, okay, what is, obviously it can't be lemmings because, you know, there's uh, copyrights and lawyers and all those things. Um, so what is it? And, you know, we started exploring kind of different concepts and then we came up, you know, our, um, Ian at the time, the art director kind of coming up with all kinds of different concepts for the main character of the game, which is now the Tin Soldier. Uh, and then we, everyone really liked that particular concept. And then sort of around that, we started kind of building a world. 
constantly asking this question of okay why 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 is it a tin soldier you know why is the is it a victorian kind of uh workshop and uh and yeah all of a sudden we started kind of building a, a like say a whole world and lore and kind of a mythos around around these uh you know these tin soldiers um and yeah i think inevitably you know you you you, you end up kind of with any creative endeavor you end up putting a bit of yourself in there so um yeah quite 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 soon we had this uh i guess concept for for a story that we thought we might be able to tell through this you know what's not as a kind of simple puzzle game um and very soon as we developed this story and the mechanics because very early on we kind of started um essentially completely kind of weaving anything you do in the game we're like okay but why 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 you know it needs to make sense uh, so answering these questions the the story and the gameplay the mechanics kind of started sort of you know serving uh, existing in service of each other which is you know what what we like in games and how we you know like to 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 design games ourselves you know have that consistency in there um and uh yeah, and then that's why it's kind of a Victorian uh, world. It kind of tells the story of this uh, inventor who uh, created uh, these toys, the toy soldiers and many other toys, uh, and uh, kind of, you know, the events that uh, took place, uh, which I'm, <laughs> I'm very spoiler averse, so I guess I'll leave it there. Yeah, you know, it's, exactly. It's very yeah. Much a, it feels like it's going to... Because I've played the tutorial... Um, session on a demo end also a little bit of act two and I feel there's going to be some heartbreak there I don't know why I think I'm not going to say we're not going to say anything <laughs> else but there's some it's uh, in a good way it felt like I really enjoyed the little bits of story the cutscenes I see and it gave way. a frame to the levels and where how you were playing which is really interesting yeah, yeah. Um, also the sound was is a really nice uh, the sound score that you've got it has that great mixture of Thank you, adding to the story but also giving you that relaxing to it was that good who did you work with that? uh so uh matthew chastney is our uh composer and sound designer which is kind of uh you know mind-blowing to me i don't i don't know how he does it you know many many people on our team you know uh we're very lucky to have a very very skilled and experienced and uh in some cases not experienced but still very skilled uh it's a, it's a very good team uh and i think you know it's it shows in in the product um yeah and, and matt is uh, certainly one of the uh rock stars listly given he's a musician uh but yeah he's he's an amazing composer the the look uh and the music is uh one of the two of the things that get uh instantly kind of picked picked up on uh which is which is great it's very nice for, for that people kind of engage with those aspects of the game um but yeah, he's uh, he 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 composes the music. He conducts kind of the musicians because uh, he's very uh, big on you know making sure it's all kind of acoustic instruments mm. and uh, and uh, he does a lot of the sound design as well. Like I say, which is completely you know not many know that it's a completely sort of different set of skills. You know, it's a very kind of technical mm. sort of going into the game and essentially kind of conducting the soundtrack to the game, but driving it from the player's actions mm. in an adaptive and dynamic way which um, it's a very subtle thing but when you're in the experience it makes such a big difference uh, I was playtesting some of the Act 3 stuff uh, so the later gameplay uh, recently and uh, uh, yeah what he's done there is, is brilliant and it's great for us as well because quite often we'll do something and it's good you know and then some uh, Matt will go in and uh, you know do his bit and then you pull kind of the latest version and you play the same thing again but now it has music and it has sound mm. effects and it's like whoa yeah, it <laughs> like, takes it somewhere it's like yeah. 300% better yeah, just yeah. because of that um, yeah. layer of uh, audio um, it, there's a little bit of me that thinks it's not a comparison it's, it's, a, it's like almost an element of micro machines there as well where you're going around a, where, where you're going around a we're sitting in a very kind of plush living room now. Yeah. But you're yeah. looking at detail and using the sort of items of books and everyday items. That's like, You're absolutely right. Yeah. And again, micro machines, uh, kind of. Uh, but it's not micro machines or it's not lemons. <laughs> it's completely its own thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I guess, yeah, what, what you kind of point out, pointing out there, which is very much kind of, again, sort of intentional was, um, when, when we started off as a small kind of indie team. And of course, you know, there's that ambition there and that legacy, like I said, from Lionhead, you know, we wanted to kind of still be in that sort of, you know, well, probably not AAA, but that kind of high quality, high production value kind of space. But obviously, you know, at Lionhead, we were like 200 people. Um, 
Rogue is a team of 15, so we knew we wouldn't be able to do things of that particular scope. But we were like, okay, what if we, you know, bring everything in, in terms of the, of the scale of things, but then, you know, make it feel really rich, kind of give players the opportunity to, to really connect with, with these kind of micro environments, as mm-hmm. you said, uh, and just kind of feel really, uh, because obviously the gameplay takes place in this tiny scale, as you saw in the demo, it's kind of constant um, exchange of perspective between the tiny soldiers and the, the first person kind of perspective that you play from. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of an interesting uh, thing, you know, that I've not seen in many games where, you know, the, the world is small in terms of it takes place in these rooms. But, you know, when you're down at the level of the soldiers, you kind of really get to appreciate uh, the detail and sort of take your time. Um, being in in that kind of small environment brilliant and so how how long is this experience i think you said yeah, if you were going from stuff yeah to, so i mean it depends how good you are apparently. It, yeah, yeah I, so we we want to so it it's it's a rather complex uh puzzle game so you know uh it, it there's a Certainly, kind of an escalating difficulty, and I don't know if you found that yourself in playing the demo. Uh, I'm quite useless, so but actually, I got through. But it was, an, it was a did, good frustration. You to get did through. really well. You did really well, and yeah, I mean, you know, kind of walking around, uh, watching people play, and because uh, uh, you were in active in the active level within like 20 minutes, which is really good. I take that. Um, yeah, but um, our kind of uh, philosophy with the game is we want to make sure. Uh, like what I say is leave no one behind kind of thing so because we see this where different people connect with different aspects of the game some you know some people really enjoy the um, kind of sophisticated kind of puzzle design others really get uh, pulled by the story and we want to make sure that you know those elements um, you, you, you get to choose you know to what extent you kind of engage with with these different elements uh, so there are mechanics there that will uh, make things easier for you if you need that, you know, hints and things like that. Um, and uh, so I would say to actually answer your question, I would say depending on yeah how uh, how how good you are at puzzle games or how how much you use kind of the help features that we have there, uh, it would be anywhere between twelve and fifteen hours wow. basically. So yeah, it's 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 a substantial. Uh, experience it's a it's it's an epic journey uh it takes place over from the story point of view over many many years um yeah and and we wanted to feel like that to to the to the to the player as well great um, and we're looking forward to it and when's the release date have you got that yet yeah it's uh releasing on all platforms uh on uh, so console uh, playstation switch pc uh xbox uh, on uh, 20th of April. 20th of April, yeah. great. Brilliant. So very soon. <laughs> really looking forward to it. Thank really you love that playing the demo there. Um, so we'll see you, see you all on 20th of April. But thank you so much. Thank you for playing. I'll we'll see you later. We'll get out of this clock tower. Thank <laughs> cool. you. Here we go, Tid Hearts. Um, okay. Coming out very soon. What do we think? Any questions? Have we answered it all? Me and, uh, me and uh, Costa there just having a lovely chat in a... By, in the room we were in, where we recorded, we were in this kind of tower, but there was a bed with a camera on it. We were both going, what's that for? Oh, yeah. hello. Here, I'm <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit worried. Um, yeah, so any... We went with it. We went with it, yeah. Any, any questions you need at Ten Hearts? I'm just going to say, no. it's, it's really... It's a lovely game. I'm really excited about playing it. I really had a good time. It's really hard playing um, puzzle games when the developers are right behind mm. you because it's quite intense it's like if you're on your own you're you, you, you might just get stuck and you're really worried about getting stuck and they were really helpful so they just ask us if they, i asked once i had a little one problem but actually it was about mechanics so i couldn't work it out to flip something around but it's a yeah it's that kind of mixture of lemons for the Oscar thing and it has that great kind of story in there as well but it's more about mechanics of kind of like getting an environment trying to get these people through and it's you know just for the small bit of gameplay we played which we played the prologue and the sort of like one of the chapters early chapters they were introducing new elements all the time i'm really excited about it it's really nice um, really nice game are you allowed to talk about what you played like in detail or not because i wondered what what kind of puzzles as in 
although it's Remington, hmm. is racing where it needs a little bit of intellectual thought. Oh, I God. Guess. No, definitely. It's really, yeah, no, sorry. It's not like you're just letting the thing. You're really having to work out kind of the route. So, mm. so imagine you've got like a, a living room. And it's like these, the, you open the box of tin soldiers, and there's eight of them will start going. So you've really got to work out exactly how they can traverse this kind of landscape, you know. So there's things like mm. in one element, you've got these sort of like little because it's set in Victorian times, you've got these Victorian drums that you can kind of place, which they can bounce off to get to the next bit. There's mm. other bits when you, there's one bit when you can actually one of the soldiers gets possessed and becomes real for a moment so you can control him that will help the others having this sort of route through so there's lots of little kind of great game d- dynamics like of so you, you also you can collect kind of little like i don't know what call like wooden blocks that you can just put in the path so it will redirect them in, into the direction you want them to go and it starts mm-hmm. as quite simple but then it gets more and more there's more kind of things in play but really fun stuff in play i, I was I, really in, enjoying the stuff i've seen a couple of things and it, it looks quite bright and there's a lot going on in there in each environment, which mm. is good. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like you say, it's a bit micro-machine. Yeah, as in the sense of like that kind of like, yeah. in, you know, this perspective, almost like that other game, the one in the garden, the small one with the Microsoft game. But yeah, so you're, yeah, it's grounded. And, grounded, yeah. And you can, yeah, it has that kind of element. But it's got a nice story as well, nice little bits in there. And it's interesting talking to him about how that came later on. The sort of mechanics came first, and then he decided to add all this later on to give it. Sort of, you know, they're a nice team as well. They all were there, which is hilarious. About eighteen people there, about four of us um, at the time of the day. But they were really proud of it, really excited about it, and they should be. It's um, it looks really exciting. I can't can't wait to play it. What date did it say? Was it April the twenty first? I've got that in my head, but I might be wrong. Yeah, we're we're it's around about that time. But yeah, so um, look out for that. It looks good. Looks really interesting. Anything else? No. Mm, no, I think you've answered no, everything. Nothing. nothing. They've it, between you. Yeah, good. Right. Good. Ten hearts. Twentieth of April. Twentieth. Good thing. One day out. That's right. Twentieth of April. Um, let's go to Paul because Paul's been playing something that comes out. Is it now? Is it today or tomorrow? It's- well, it depends when you're listening to the podcast, obviously, but it yeah. comes out on Friday the 3rd. Um, but the embargo lifted, as we record this on Thursday night, the embargo lifted earlier today. So I am okay to finally talk about playing Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Um, this is the game that I was alluding to last week when I said I got stuck on the first boss and the boy had already finished the game. Um what it is, is a new game from Team Ninja, and it's published by Koei Tecmo, I believe. Um, and it's kind of a Dark Souls game, but kind of not. It takes the Dark Souls kind of experience, but then filters it through Team Ninja, you know, because they make all these really good action games. So basically what you've got is a very, very fast-paced action RPG, if you like, where um, countering enemies' attacks and parrying them is a lot more important than trying to dodge out the way. So the reason I got stuck so early on was because I was trying to play it like Dark Souls, where you dodge out of the way of the attacks and then you attack. But you, you've in this game, you've really got to change the way you think. You've got to go and fight much more aggressively. You've got to get all up in the face and parry their attacks and then punish them when you do it. And it looks brilliant. It's full of um, great characters to try and interact with. Um, The only problem I've found with it so far is that the loading screens seem to take forever. Um, It's not an open-world game like Elden Ring, it's a series of discrete levels. And when you beat a level and move on to the next, the loading screen seems to take three and a half weeks. Um, so, but other than that, the rest of the game is fantastic. The, uh, the fighting, the traversal, even as you jump around and everything, it's all really, really good. Um, and like I say, it's, uh, it's out on Game Pass on Friday the 3rd. Um, so I recommend you give it a try, especially you, Gareth, given how good you were at Elden Ring. It's true. It's true. Master. 
Um, these are the people that did Neo, Neo, how do you say it? Neo, 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 yeah, Neo, and Dead or Alive. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, it feels really similar to Neo, doesn't it? It had a, had a when I looked at a couple of screens of it, it had that similar feel to it. Is that right? It's not sort of. I mean, Neo's not a game that I remember. Um, I've possibly never played it, but <laughs> the if, if you say so, Gareth. I mean, we we all know that you and your facts are on I, point. I like you saying it's a game that I can't quite remember, and I haven't ever played it. It's like well, that's why I can't remember it. Uh, you know, I can't. I didn't want to say, well, Gareth, you're comparing it to a game that I've never played because yeah. you know, I didn't want to make you feel silly. But no. you know, um, yeah, it might well be like Neo. Um, I haven't played it personally. Okay. Right. Um, what, did you, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it four and a half, oh, just oh. because of the loading screens. If, we, if they'd sorted the loading screens out, it would have been a five easy. We are promised no more loading screens. Neil, Neil was right. Neil, when he said this, never going to happen. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> good. Um, I've, I'm gonna, it's free on Game Pass. No, I'm going to download it. It's free on Game Pass, yeah. Give it a go for an hour. <laughs> what about you, James? <laughs> Can we have a Let's right. Play out here? Yeah, right. maybe. I'm your interesting scientist. Mm. Oh, how rude. What about you, Richard? Richard's going to be interested, aren't you, Richard? I am, but I I don't feel like I can play this whilst I've still got Elden Ring staring at me from the corner. Yeah, know what you mean. I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah. (laughs) But good. um, I think it's getting some nice reviews. It's it's pretty good. Pretty round about what Paul's giving it. I think that's generally everyone's on that same kind of um, in that same place, not quite a five. They're not talking about it in that element. I think that's some general hype from everyone. So yeah, that's good. Another good Game Pass game to come out. Um, Richard, you've been playing something quite big as well, haven't you? Yeah, um, my review for Like a Dragonition came out earlier this week. Um, I've been playing it since since the early access a few weeks ago, but I've not had a chance to talk about it yet. Um, so Like a Dragonition is the next game from uh, the Yakuza slash Like a Dragon franchises. It's now going to be referred to as. Um, and this one is a remake of a previously Japanese-only title, but basically with how well Ghost of Tsushima has, has done over in the West the popularity of the Yakuza franchise it's now come out in the West for the first time because it, it takes the Yakuza franchise, the Yakuza framework and puts it into a feudal Japan setting so rather than using fists for all your fights you've got um, a samurai sword and a pistol now um, and it really takes the basic framework of a, of a Yakuza slash like a dragon game um, and manages to work it into this this feudal Japanese setting. Um, all the all the, it's weird, but it's like I don't I don't know how you would describe it. So all the characters from the Yakuza game are in like a Dragon Ishin, but they're all playing different characters because it's loosely based on a on a on a real life samurai from that period. Um, but you're playing it, and the personalities from the main line, like a Dragon Games, are identical to what they are in Ishin. Um, so anyone that's got like a favourite character from there will will instantly feel at home with these slightly tweaked characters. Um, and yeah, I've I've gave it four out of five. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's I think my, I think my biggest issue was that whilst the combat was very different and it did take a while to get used to, um, it's just, it's basically the same game, but just in a different setting, <laughs> um, which for someone that, that, that really likes the Yakuza and Like a Dragon games wouldn't normally be an issue, but I think I'd gone into it expecting a little bit, something a little bit different. Um, and But I think even story-wise, uh, it feels very similar. Um still mini games i mean you can't go to the sega arcades in this version but there's still these wacky mini games like there's chicken racing um all the casino games there's there's 
the weird one that you that you do when you go into a brothel, but then you end up playing rock paper scissors <laughs> with the, the women to try and remove the clothes. Wow. Um, wow. So yeah, it's just it's just it's a yakuza game, just in a different time period. Yeah. I don't know how how else to describe I, it. I think it, that's. I've heard Richard. People are going mad about the farming element in this. You know, people are really enjoying that. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's um there's a farming mechanic in it called Another Life. Um, which basically takes the Harvest Moon story of seasons farming element and puts it puts a, a like a dragon spin on it. Um, and it's 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 quite it's quite good. Um, but you're not in in the the farming simulators, the, the traditional ones. You would go around the field and manually water them and pick them out and 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 feel more involved with them. Whereas the, the one in Ishin, you basically just go into a menu and you've got your, your field there in a grid and then you can farm it that way. So it's it's a little bit basic, um, but at the same time, the, the stuff that you're, you're farming, you can then use to make um, meals. You can use that as cooking ingredients in, the, in another mini, in another cooking mini game. Um, and then you just, it's, it's ways to to sell. You use it to sell, or you can use these meals as healing items. So there is there is quite a lot to it, but it, it does feel a little bit basic for a farming simulator. Right. If you see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So James, what's your first game? Oh, nothing quite as big as these two. Um, it's Pinball FX. It's a reboot of the whole Pinball FX franchise. And it's basically a free-to-play uh, hub for all your pinball needs. Uh, you get one table with it, which is the Wild West uh, Rampage table, and the rest of you have to buy. It it looks great. It's got 4K visuals. It plays really as you would expect it to. The physics are, are great. And there's loads and loads of tables to choose from. From Marvel... Star Wars, your Williams value types, but you can't import your old tables from Pinball FX3. So you have to, if you, if you played it before, you have to buy them all again. Wow. So it's a little bit of a, a sticking point that for me, because I mean it's nice to be upgraded visually, but is it worth buying twice? I don't think so. Um. But the other new features are that you can like kit out an entire pinball room and collectibles that you earn mm. in the tables. Which is you know, it's a little bit fun. I like collectibles. But you can't mix collectibles on shelves. Like you can't have Star Wars next to Marvel. You've got to be in the wrong little section. <laughs> which is a shame. Nice. Um but yeah, and they've brought in a a pinball pass which basically renting tables. So for £12.50 a month, you can rent all the tables or for £83.50 a year. So you can play them all as much as you want. Wow. But again, it doesn't include the Marvel ones, which is very weird. It's weird to offer something that you can play everything with and then go, but not that one, and not that one, uh, and not that one either. Um, is this a pyramid yeah, stick? I mean, it could be. I, I'm not in. <laughs> uh, wow. Any questions? Well, well, um, no. Uh, I, I've never really understood the the attraction of playing pinball on a console. To be honest, I mean, things like going fishing on the console, obviously that's great, but pinball it just seems a bit strange. But. Yeah, this does sound a bit like Harris says, like a pyramid scheme. So uh, I think I might just, uh, I'll just yeah, think, be guided by you, James, and I'll be out too. Yeah, I think it's right for people that haven't got any experience in the pinball franchise, because you can buy them all from the start and, you know, it's not playing twice, is it? But if you've played it before, I don't know why you'd mm. really want to change over. Uh, I know mm. Richard's played it before. Right, have you seen anything about it? Have you, have you played the new version? 
No, I, I I didn't know that the tables weren't transferring over either. That's that's mm-hmm. that has come as a shock because um, I know when um, they moved from two to three, you could transfer the tables and then they put exactly. a lot more new ones on there. So yeah. that's that is a real kick in the teeth. I think that one. Um, I probably yeah. won't be touching it at all now because of like I say, yeah. I've got plenty of tables on Pinball FX three and and, and including a lot of the Marvel it. ones. Yeah, yeah that was... Reference free is, it was done the test of time. It's still so much fun to play. Wow. Um, I didn't know there'd be so much yeah. passion for this Pumball game. It's great. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, good. All right. Thank you, James. Um, my second game is going to be something different from what I was going to talk about. I'm going to talk about um, Fern Bus Coach Simulator, which I've done a Let's yeah. Play of. <laughs> yeah, you can have a little let's play. Maybe James can put a link to it in the in the notes. He won't do. Um, okay. We'll see. Um, which will give you an idea. Um, and Fernbus Fern Bus Coach Simulator um, is this European kind of like think uh, truck. Um, what's a truck one? Euro truck driver. It has that kind of feel to it. So it's, it's over 50,000 50, kilometers of motorway. It goes across a hundred European cities, and you 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 take people like across Czech Republic, Luxembourg, France, Austria, Switzerland, Belgium, Germany, and Netherlands. Um, there's no instructions on what to do. <laughs> so, in the first bit of the let's play, I'm eight minutes of me going, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't select a city where I want to start. That's basically it. That, that's down to me as well. But there's no instructions. And when you get there, you arrive at your place. You you have to sort of like select. From a limited theory, your bus route. So I started in Prague. That was my home city for some reason. And then I was going to, um, um, I can't remember where I was going to, person maybe in the, in the, in the Czech Republic. And um, that was my journey. Then you arrive there and you've got your coach. You can get in and out of it, move around. And all the passengers are there. And you've got, <laughs> there's no instructions what to do. So generally, they've got. I worked out. Oh, they've got suitcase signs over their head. Fine, they need to put the luggage. So I went and opened the luggage. Then you've got to check their tickets uh, one by one and decide whether the tickets yes or no, whether it's right or not. <laughs> and then they can go in. <laughs> so you've got a list of their names. <laughs> so you do. There was this one time. There was just like there were three people I had to reject because they weren't there but they all looked the same they were like triplets so it looked like I was just really didn't like that group of people so I didn't let those people on and then I then you drove and my first driving experience because it's 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 good I mean visually it does look good some of the cities but you are in traffic quite a lot waiting um, on red lights so in your gaming instinct you get a bit bored and you think I'll just go around here with this big coach, and then it's chaos. You know, you're stuck in traffic. You've hit light accident, heavy accident keeps appearing, and I hit the motorway on the wrong exit straight away, and I just had to go down. And when you're on the motorway, there's no way to get off apart from going down the opposite way. So it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a, a great first time, but I got better. But if you want that kind of patience of you know driving a lot of people across Europe. It's great. And then people love all that stuff. You know, checking your passengers in, checking them out. But you have campaign or like a normal, and I play campaign, but the campaign, I don't know what the campaign is because it's not giving you an instruction. You get sort of like awarded some experience points at the end. I thought it might be a bit more, um, I don't know, a bit more of a journey. I don't know. A bit more like you're building up or you're, I don't know, at the moment it feels like, okay, I'm just going to select another area to go to. And drive my passengers across. What's brilliant as well, I love it, because I'm driving the motorway and I've crashed. I've knocked a police car into the ditch because I was going the wrong way. And, <laughs> and it was a lovely moment. I looked round at the passengers to see if everyone's screaming. They're all just on their phones. <laughs> this chaos has gone around them. Oh, yeah. So there you go. If you like a bit of uh, that kind of like, that big kind of coach, you want to drive a coach, this is out at the moment. Good. Um, Paul, what's your second one? Hello. Uh, my second game is one that I've been looking forward to for a while, um, and that's the expansion for Destiny 2, Lightfall. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. It released on Tuesday, so I'm just playing through the campaign and everything now so that I can write my review and 
give you my considered views on the subject. But I've got to say, so far, the new location is pretty good. Uh, the new powers that they've given you are also quite exciting. Um, the story is is not brilliant, if I've got to be mm. absolutely honest. Um, they did a really good job with like the Witch Queen, mm. the last expansion. But this one, it looks like the storytelling team have like gone to sleep and they've just got the work experience lad to do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, keep your eyes peeled for my upcoming review. But so far, so so bungee, really. I mean, I had to write a, a special article on Wednesday morning because it was impossible to play the new expansion if you still had some of the old expansions installed on your Xbox. Bungie wow. could not make their own software work with their own software. Wow. It's just just typical. So, yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot of... Um, it's, not getting a, it's not getting a lot of love, this um, DLC, if I... If I would have, yeah, uh, it, just well, for the I'm reasons you said. Trying to, yeah, I'm story. trying to avoid yeah, looking absolutely. at other reviews because you don't want to yeah. like be influenced. But yeah, it's storytelling certainly at the moment is not a high point. Destiny Three, do you think it will come soon, or they're going to keep going with this? Well, they've got plans for this one all the way up to 2024, when there's another big expansion coming Ooh, that's going to finish right. off this story arc. Um, so who knows, maybe after that, yeah, okay, good, thank you, Paul. Um, Richard, what's your last your last one? Um, I'll just quickly talk about Tales of Symphonia Remastered. Mm. Um, I've not played as much of it as I was obliged to, uh, because I've been busy with something else that I can't talk about just yet, but I will be able to in a few weeks. Um, but this is obviously a remaster of I think it came out originally on the GameCube about 20 years ago. Um, the JRPG, one of the best apparently in the, the Tales series um, and what I have played so far reminds me a lot of uh, Final Fantasy X so you're playing as this guy this that's not a very likeable character um, and his best friend uh, is is suddenly whisked away because she's the, she's the chosen one, she can help um, bring peace to the world because it's being attacked by these this this race called the Desions. Um, so uh, she's she's off on a pilgrimage basically, which is where the the Final Fantasy X comparison comes in. Um, and it's 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 pretty good. I think it's a remaster, but it's a very basic remaster. They've they've barely touched anything. Um, from what I can see, to sort of uh, improve the quality of life of it. So it's a rather than it being turn-based, it's an action RPG, um, but it's a very basic one. So you're it's still essentially on a two D plane. What you're when you're fighting, um, so you change you change who you're attacking with the the, the shoulder buttons. But other than that, you can only swing away at what's in front of you you can't change direction to to look at something else without using these shoulder buttons um sound wise there's some voice acting in it and it's it sounds all right but it could have perhaps gone through a a feet a filter or something to sort of improve the sound quality so it's i mean it's the, the game itself is pretty good from what i have played but it's just uh not the the greatest in terms of a remaster. Mm. Yeah. It's hard with the remasters because some people are really like like Dead Space and I suppose Resident Evil 4's coming up. They're really up in the game for remasters, aren't they? You really gotta come, yeah. come and Final Fantasy Seven of course, yeah. So you gotta you've got to do something. And then you get it. these ones that you just feel like oh it's it's much more of a cash grab when, mm. when they put that much effort into it. Which, yeah. Is is a, is a shame to say that way because it is still a good game, but it's it could have done with a bit of a tightening up. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you, Richard. Um, James, what's your final one? Oh, it's a good one. This one. It's um, Road Stones, and it's a tower defense game. Ish. Well, my heart's just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you play a mage. You have to move crystals. 
around another to wherever you want so these crystals attack the enemies and you've got to stop the enemies and get into your base or you've got to kill a boss while protecting your base from endless amount of enemies um, it's very basic at the start you only get three crystals and a few upgrades and to get the upgrades you've got to go around the level and collect orbs so while you're trying to keep an eye on the enemies you've also got to move around and get these orbs because mm. if you don't you don't get the upgrades you're in trouble pretty quickly i mean the difficulty is weird i mean within the second wave of like five you have like a massive enemy and you've literally got nothing you might have one crystal it's slightly upgraded and then if you can somehow manage to get past that bit the rest is just normal enemies it's very bizarre so it's like it's like it's trying to put you off from playing it by doing that um and there's only 11 levels, maybe 12. I think it's 11 now. Um, it's, how much is it? £4.19. Oh, okay. It's too basic for me. Yeah. And the orb collector is just a pain in the ass. Yeah. I just want to kill things. Yeah, of course you do, James. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, none of us are going to be playing that game. I'm, go, I'm, gonna, I'm safely going to put my bets on the table here. Um, uh, I was I was quite looking forward. To it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see a let's play it next week. Good, right? That's the end of the game. Now we're going to briefly talk before we go today about um, we had a state of play, PlayStation State of Play last week um, that we watched after the show, and we're going to talk about the main event at the end altogether a bit. But I'm just going to go through. If there's anything you, you like, Richard? I'm going to talk to you first of all because you are a VR fan. There was a kind of four VR games, I think, at the beginning of the state of play. Did, did anything interest you from that? Uh, well, the, the the one I'll, I'll gloss over it. Uh, the one that did interest me most was probably Humanity, which is coming to PlayStation VR yes, as yeah. well. Yeah, um, it, I really liked that. It felt like a very strange nineties uh, puzzle, puzzler sort mm. of thing. Um, I'm, I'm very interested in that, and like yeah. I say, that one is coming to VR. Uh, the others, I think, Green Hell. You did you review that? No, I don't know who did that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's that's got a VR thing, but uh, yeah, even that the the Foglands just looked very generic. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say I was blown away by any any of the actual VR announcements. Yeah. I think that I think PlayStation fans were kind of looking for that VR big, you know, that big seller because they maybe they feel they haven't got that quite yet, you know, like some of the ones, some of the PC ones that have been out there waiting for that to come over to this bit of tech, like Half Life X or this other ones. Yeah, That's yeah. why there's quite a few of them. So yeah, I think they were a bit, you know, it did feel a bit disappointing. But there is loads of stuff for this VR2 thing and there's loads of games mm. on it. Yeah, amazing. You know, but nothing and huge. For me, it's still the the dark pictures, which I think come, it's been delayed by a few weeks. But mm. that's that would be the one that I would get day one if I did, if I did get a VR. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, everything else sort of looks nice, and and like Neil was saying last week, I think it's good that a lot of them have trials as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, James, what about you? Anything that caught your eye? Before we talk, or or any of the things apart from the big one at the end, we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Well, in the VR, there was Before Your Eyes, which is an interesting concept. When you blink and the narrative moves forwards every time you blink. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. I thought, wow, it's really interesting. Yeah. And I thought, gimmick. Just VR again. <laughs> but I did look at it. Yeah, that did I did like that one. Actually that was that was my favourite one. I think the story itself might be quite Yeah. Interesting. No, that did Again, look good. It, I'd say it's just VR needs something really big. Like you say. Yeah. It has to have that big hardware seller. Yeah, it does. But it just doesn't have it, does it? 
No, um, he doesn't. Because there's lots of great little like that one would be great. Probably a two-hour experience, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I did like the street fight a bit. With Andy, with Andy doing all the rest of me. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. When I saw that, I thought, James is going to love this. <laughs> Big sweaty men cuddling each other. He'll be all over it. Oh, yes. was, it was that your favourite bit, Paul? What was your um, before the big I did, one? I did enjoy um, the Street Fighter bit. Yeah, that looked quite interesting. Um, the, um, the the bit with Cammy made me smile because I'd, I've been looking on the Twitter this week and apparently... Um, there's quite a lot of thirsty blokes out there, shall we say? Uh, you know, right. when when Cammy does that stretch, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Chun Li does a similar one, and the yeah. amount of people going hubba hubba, it was just yeah. like you do realise these are computer graphics; these are not <laughs> real people. But yeah, um, but yeah, I thought the action that was on display looked um, very good. I'm quite excited about it because yeah. obviously we missed out on five on the Xbox, so getting to play six will be quite mm. cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you on. I think Humanity was the best one for me. That looked great. I forgot about mm. James's VR one as well. I think that's really good. Um, Humanity just looks greatly weird, and like you said, it's anonymous, like a strange PlayStation One game, but with modern yeah. graphics stuff. Um, I think it's good that t- is it Tichia? How do you say Tichia? Tichia or something? Yeah, the island one. That's yeah. coming to PlayStation Plus. If you've got that already, you'll get that for free maybe mid-March, I think, doesn't it? And that looks quite nice, a little kind of island explorer. Looks pretty. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good highlight. But what PlayStation set of play had at the end is a game that's coming to Xbox as well, which is Suicide Squad. So we had a, a, a developer, developers from Rocksteady chatted about the process and what they've been working on and how it's set in the Arkham universe. It's ten years after the last Arkham. Five years. Game. Five years, sorry. And um, and we then got some gameplay on the city, which we saw the four characters um, diving around, hitting things, and <laughs> we saw the Flash, um, because all the idea is that all the, all the Justice League have been corrupted. By someone, Brainiac, is it? Someone, mm-hmm. like and yeah. uh, they're all they're all bad, so they were there to stop them. So we 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 had this idea, and it was flash. It was a kind of sequence we were looking at. Um, let's get your thoughts first of all before I lay into it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to, James. <laughs> what what did you what did you think? I think it's I think it's a little bit of a victory of its own success in the way that Rocksteady have done some fantastic games with the Batman universe. And this is just such a far and away game from anything they've done before, really. Um, it's a looter shooter, essentially. Mm. So it reminds me of, like, what is that game? I don't know the name of the game. That game qualifies. Destiny? Yeah, it's, yeah, but the other one. Anthem, I suppose, as well. Borderlands? Not, not as good as that, no. but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I think the gameplay is that luster. It's just shoot, shoot, shoot. Shoot that target there. Shoot that. Change your gun. Boring. Mm. What's the point? You've got these amazing characters. And you do such boring things. Well, Rich is going to, Rich is going to do hmm. a, a counter argument to this. Richard, what have you got? He is. I hope so. <laughs> I fully agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I just, I just think that the stuff that they showed, every every enemy team appeared to have a weak spot and they're like, oh, target that. And you're like, all right, let's 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 do it again. Um, and then the, the stuff with the, the battle pass um, mm-hmm. and there's going to be new playable characters post-launch. I just feel that it's going to be another Marvel Avengers. And I think it's, but it, it, it's been in development that long it's almost got to the stage now where they're like, we can't, we can't do any, we can't cancel it now, or we can't change it drastically. And I'm really worried for it because I don't think I just think it's going to go exactly the same way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good point, um, Paul. Mm. What are you? Um, are you with us? Are you against us? Or yeah, with Rocksteady? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah. This is one that I've not really looked at much. 
um, watching the the jumping about and the shooting bit, I thought, well, that's, that looked all right to me. Mm. But, you know, that's sort of right in my wheelhouse, isn't it? You know, Destiny player and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Jumping about and shooting stuff is what we do. So I'm not invested in the whole Suicide Squad, Justice League nonsense. I, I don't read uh, graphic novels, as they're called these days, rather than comics. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I was just looking at it as a game rather than being invested in who the guys were and this, that and the other. Um, and as a game, it looks like it might be mildly entertaining. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably about as much praise as I can give it. Yeah. I mean, I think it did look, you know, dynamically, it looked like you said, it's, you know, four players running around that whole bright city. Um, I think my, my disappointment a little bit was they're going to really get on my nerves because they're going to say those catchphrases. They've got Harley, the, the shark. Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm being harsh here, but I think after a while of hearing that kind of catchphrase when they're jumping and shooting something, it's going to grind for me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we don't know yet, do we? We don't know where it's going to go. That might only be a little segment of the game. You might be doing something else completely. So we don't know. And to be fair, they kind of, I think they showed off this. They showed Some off the. Graphics. <laughs> but you know it could be an interesting story and hopefully we're going to see a bit more of that as well but yeah I, I think everyone felt a bit like oh you know this isn't what I don't know what we expected really. mm. it's not it's not the next Batman game which is like, as James said yeah. is always going to be the issue but is it going to be better than Gotham Knights though which you know wouldn't be hard but, well Gotham Knights supposedly reviewed well didn't it it reviewed. I think I'd probably read it higher than anyone else. I think it reviewed. Um, I think it reviewed. Yeah, I think some people were kind of like for, but more generally, it got flagged down as well from between the twos and stuff. And it had that similar problem, even though you know you're playing it on your own. I think, which I did, and then you can. It's fun to have other people in there, and I think these games are great to have four. And they keep saying it's a single player and a four person, you know, online as well. But when you're designing games, I think sometimes we four people three people you know that's where the fun is probably isn't it rather than on your own yeah mm-hmm. yeah so who's got, got three friends that can commit to yeah a, a loot shooter like that oh we're your friends james <laughs> <laughs> acquaintances <laughs> colleagues <laughs> um charming i think the playstation <laughs> fan base were very upset by this state of play from from the yeah. look at itself. I think they felt, you know, it's a bit weird that your main game is really coming to mm-hmm. everything. Why is it not a first party game? And I think they felt quite, especially when Final Fantasy is coming out pretty soon, isn't it? I know they're going to probably mm-hmm. do their own thing. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a bit, it, I don't, I think they felt quite a little bit disappointed by that. Maybe you've got an exclusive uh, outfit on PlayStation. Yeah, and they're they're gonna have, that scene. yeah, they've got to have something, yeah. yeah, yeah. Spider Man's going to be playable as a DLC yeah. character, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> given the choice between that and Starfield, I think I know which I'd choose, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see, it's coming out still. Is it end of May or June? End of May, I think, isn't it? End of 26th of May, yeah. Um, there's a few games coming out in May now, um, okay. Great. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, now, what are we looking forward to next week? Uh, Paul? What am I looking forward to next week? Um, on Monday, I'm taking delivery of a great big scissor lift that will take me up to the roof of the warehouse, so I'm very excited about that. Great. I have to make sure that as I'm driving it around, I don't run somebody over, because uh, the, the warehouse is perhaps, I don't know, 25 metres tall. It's quite high. So I've got to be up in the roof and messing about with Wi-Fi access points. This is as exciting as my life gets. <laughs> Good, I like that. Uh, Richard, what about you? Uh, next week I'm going to see Lamb of God, uh, which is a, a gig that I've had booked for nearly four years. Obviously it's been postponed because of COVID and everything. Uh, they brought out a new album, decided to cancel it again. Um, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's happening next week. Definitely. 
Are so, they still uh, going? Goodness me. Right, yeah, they brought out a new album last year. It's actually pretty good. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, really looking forward to that. Great. Um, James, you got anything fun to do? Uh, opening the second box of trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. No, he said, he said something fun, James. Stay, stay tuned. <laughs> you need to put them on Twitter so we can see what you get. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, it's my birthday next week, so I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to go on a bender for five days. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> you can't go on a bender at your age. I can't. Get out. And I'll be crying in the corner. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, now, if we need to get hold of you, where do we get hold of you, Paul? Where do we can find you? I am on the Twitter, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. And Richard, how about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is at Bobo1912. And James, if you wish to see my wrestling training cards, <laughs> they'll be on Twitter and Instagram, and my tag is at OKUKO. Good, you can find me on GB Radio, Twitter, and Twitch. But for now, we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com/slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 